wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup? I never thought that I would start a podcast with a chant, but I'm going to after this past week. EO, EO, EO. Last Sunday, NXT TakeOver in your house, the moment we've all been waiting for, EO Shirai became the new NXT Women's Champion. After her triple threat with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, she was able to pull off the beautiful moonsault and get the pin on Rhea, saving Charlotte a little face there and everything for not taking a pin. But either way, we have a new women's champion, definitely deserved, well-deserved. Jolie, your reactions? That match was fucking fantastic. It was definitely match of the night. I'm glad it main evented. I am so fucking happy that EO finally got um, put over. And yes, it did save Charlotte. But I also look at it, the fact that, again, this is what I've been saying. Charlotte has a way of telling great stories. So the fact that they're all like the hate that she's now getting because of the rumor that she's going to get a big push on Raw. Well, no offense. You need Charlotte to have a big push on Raw right now because Bianca's still coming up. Natty really isn't main event worthy or title worthy, to be that honest, um, despite her years there. Shayna, um, they're waiting for a proper storyline for her, which that could be the storyline. We don't know. That could be the storyline. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Charlotte Flair does what she does best, which is tell stories and you saw the frustration and you saw everything just like, you know, accum- accumulate. It was just fucking fantastic. And, but one thing is Rhea. Okay. Cause that moonsault, like she hit her right in the head with the knee. And I swear she knocked her out cold. From like, what I read, the minute she went backstage, she said, I'm fine. Okay. Because that looked vicious. And also, can we just say thank you for having somebody jump off the top of the house? Yes! <laughs> like, oh my god, like, we're, I'm just like, how are you going to have this? Like, I was waiting for, like, uh, Keith Lee to pounce um, Johnny Gargano through the front door, which would have been even more epic than him putting him through the, the hockey rink. But still, I mean, like, please have somebody jump off the top of the house. And they did, and it was great. I mean... I'll say this about that pay-per-view. People said, oh, this pay-per-view sucks. This pay-per-view sucks. That pay-per-view was fucking fire. I was entertained from start to finish. Like, even with the the six-women tag, which was kind of sloppy, but, you know, again, they're still trying to... Shotzi's still getting everything in, and I don't know what happened with the ropes. But still, that match was fucking fun. And, you know, now we get Shotzi... And Tegan teaming up on Wednesday to go against whoever wins the titles on Sunday for the tag titles. Like, I'm happy with that. I think everybody's fucking happy with that. I mean, Paige is taking credit for it. Go fuck yourself, Paige. Um, yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, I don't want to even go there. That that honestly but, pissed me off. Like, seriously. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> but EO winning, seeing her reaction... Seeing the confetti and the streamers at the end was just amazing. 
And one of the best things, like, you know, how she, they did, like, a little interview that I saw on YouTube. is like, I'm happy. My family in Japan knows I'm happy. They know that this has all been worth it. And, well, yes, this does kind of put a little crimp in my world domination of Asuka, Kyrie, and Io for right now. <laughs> I, I guess this means that she did re-sign with the company when they said, oh, she's done. I guess Kyrie re-signed with the company. Oh, she's done. And, um, oh, yeah. Hey, AEW haters. Adam Cole re-signed with the company. Fuck off. <laughs> and it's been... It's, to see the reactions on social media from, like, different wrestlers uh, with outpouring of support and such, uh, like congratulations to EO and everything. They were so happy for her. Like especially with like uh Shinsuke and Asuka making those videos for her. And by the way, whoever told Asuka to shut the fuck up at the end of her video, uh bye. Juices. Uh, uh, it, it's like you heard like some neighbor in the background saying, say shut the fuck up. I'm like, what seriously? What kind of what, what the hell did she shoot this at? Either way, and then it's like uh, Zia Lee, who uh, apparently is close friends with Io and Kara, uh, and Kyrie, excuse me, she's um, It's like the outpouring of love and support. It's like this is something she definitely earned, definitely deserved. And yeah, the only person who could pull off that jumping off the house was definitely the genius of the sky. It was amazing. And- Kayla? Wait, wait, before Kayla goes, um, Bully Ray on Twitter, when I was, like, flipping through Twitter when the match first started, uh-huh. he was like, let her win this for Hana. And oh, it's like, I, I felt that, like, you know, they actually did something right for once. WWE actually did something right for once. And they, I, the honor, I, I felt to me, it wasn't only just honoring EO, it felt like the the confetti and all the color in the ring was honoring Hana as well, even though she had nothing. She's nothing to do with WWE. Yeah. Any of that? I just felt that it was a beautiful tribute to because I think they do that a lot in in Joshi style. They they, they throw the streamers and all that stuff. So uh, to I me, think, it I felt. Think so, yeah. I mean, to me, it felt very honoring to their style, and I mean, props to actually. I think. Even AEW, like, you know, their they're three main, between WWE and uh, AEW, the women uh, title holders are all minorities. Are yeah. all Even even with the uh, women's tie titles, everybody's oh, yeah. a minority. It's, it's actually very, very beautiful to see with what's going on in the, in the country today. All right, Kayla, sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> um... First of all, congratulations to EO for finally becoming the champion. Funny story how I said that uh, I was going to do something different for the predictions. Um, so I said Charlotte would retain because I wanted EO to win. Well, I did a little something with my mom. And I Uh-oh. said, well, this is what the matches are. How do you think they're going to end? And she's like, well, I think Charlotte's going to retain. And I said, you know what? I'm going with my gut instinct. I'm going to say Io Shirai wins, but doesn't pin Charlotte. She says, what? I said, she's not going to pin Charlotte, but she's going to become the champion. And um, it was funny 
uh, where where she got through through uh, went through the window, and I said, um, my mom goes, how did she get up there? You know, when she climbed up on top of the house, and I said, you I said there's probably a ladder over there, but I said also it's EO, she will climb any way she can, mm-hmm. and you know, so um, very good match above all as far as a uh, NXT in your house was very entertaining. I was so happy for her for the whole Jap- um, streamers, balloons, everything. Like some of the hate people put out on that pay-per-view was crazy. Um, I'm not a big fan of Adam Cole or Velveteen Dream, but that match was interesting. Mm-hmm. Especially when, um, oh, what's his name? Dr. Lemus? Yes, thank you. Okay. It's like, what's his name? Came up and shoved... Um, strong and fish into the uh into the trunk and drove off like ah. <laughs> <laughs> but um anyway but um but all that um this is about EO so EO Sarai congratulations become an NXT champion and it's time for you to be the fighter and the person that you are and show that you deserve this what you do Absolutely. And then that promo video they did on Wednesday, it's like she said, it's her division now. Mm-hmm. And with all the congratulations and everything, of course, it's like she didn't do a video, but also Kyrie reached out to her on uh, Twitter as well. And it's funny with like the, how they do the tweets in Japanese and everything. I got to hit the translate tweet so I can read and understand mm-hmm. what the hell, they're, <laughs> the hell they're saying. But it's so beautiful. And it was just so amazing to watch. Okay. So. It's EO's division now. Kayla, who's batter batter up first? Who who's challenging first? I kind of bounce back and forth with this, like uh, different people that I would like to see challenge it, but it wouldn't honestly surprise me if Rhea Ripley don't try to step back up in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe do something a little like what Regal did for Velveteen Dream, as long as Cole is champion. He couldn't challenge for it. So I can kind of see maybe Rhea getting another shot at it. If not, I would really like to see maybe Mia Yim and Io Shirai go for it. If I really had to choose. But yeah, that I would be going, go Japanese. I couldn't read for anybody. I'd be the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so happy. Uh, <laughs> Mia's Korean. Korean. Well, in the area. <laughs> oh, man. It, speaking of Mia, real quick, um, I mean, I do know her background and I do know her history and everything, but after this Wednesday, one thing I would really love to see is a one-on-one match with her and Johnny Gargano. Hell yes. Please, thank you. Sign the check. Make that a TakeOver War Games match. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I. It's like the way they were interacting in the ring. I was like, I want this match. I want this match somehow, some way. <laughs> all right, all right. Back to the topic. All right, Jolie, who's first? Who's number? Who's challenging first? You know what? Even though I don't think she deserves it right now, because I think she's acting like a spoiled brat, but she's a heel, so therefore, I get it. But I would honestly love to see EO versus Candice. That oh. those matches that they put on were fantastic, and I think that would be 
an amazing, uh, definitely amazing matchup. Um, or maybe um, Mercedes Martinez, who, again, who they haven't been using as much. But again, unfortunately, with everything that's going on, they don't have the storylines. They want her uh, more for the fans I've been reading. Um, so it's it's uh, it's very interesting topic. Like, you know, like why they're not using certain people. So we'll see what happens with that. But like Mercedes Martinez is definitely somebody who I think should be in the title picture. Even Shotzi or Tegan. I mean, there is so many opportunities, especially with Shotzi, because Shotzi just has that balls to the wall attitude. Um, freaking love her to death. She uh, had has gained my respect for um, all the proceeds of her shirt going to the Trevor Project. Um, which is something that's actually kind of dear to me, being that it's for LGBT youth. So, yeah, definitely Shati is somebody I would love to see. I mean, there's so many. I mean, Mia, I like the one thing, and I kind of pray that they hold on to the titles and the one person who gets the title, but somebody to mock up for Survivor Series where it was Asuka versus Io versus Sasha, and I just started drooling. <laughs> like, yes, that, that is the most goddamn must-see match and <laughs> the the absolute flavor of that match with you know the antics of Asuka Io's craziness and Sasha's just skilled doggedness it's just right that Batista mat that Batista gift give me what I want now, <laughs> Vince you know this is what the fans want I mean Stop fucking around and just do it. Pull the trigger on this. I mean, I'm so just frustrated because of all the back back door or back room shit that we've been reading lately. It's just it's just frustrating. It's like give us give us what we want. Pull the trigger on this. Hey, maybe they'll pull the trigger on Sunday. We don't know. We'll find out. Well, as far as like pulling the trigger on that one and everything. If anything, I think the latest that they might do it is the next pay-per-view, which is, I think, Extreme Rules. So hopefully, as far as, like, with tag titles and everything, maybe maybe they'll end up pulling it then. I don't know. But, yeah, it's like I saw the mock up online with um, Asuka, Io, and Sasha. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, please. Please, please. Book it now. <laughs> all right. So getting all right. So getting back as far as, like, Io's number uh first one up and everything i mean i like i mean Rhea, of course i definitely see her getting another shot and everything and even though there's going to be an extra factor at ringside uh dakota kai i think she would i think i think she would bring like a good fight to eo and everything which helps might cause a few problems but eo can work around that for sure with uh the athleticism and like just moving around that and everything but as far as as far as like with the pedigree the in-ring abilities and everything like that i think dakota could bring like a good match to her and but no but it's like you said jolly there's like so many possibilities as far as like on the nxt uh in the in their women women's division i mean it's like i actually just wrote about this the other day it's like out of all three brands they actually have the i mean they have the strongest women's division without a doubt hands down and it's like 
There's always a possibility. Okay. So, Jolie, you brought this up earlier. So, the winner of the women's tag title match on Sunday between Sasha Banks and Bailey, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and the Iconics will actually make their way to the black and gold brand on Wednesday to put the titles on the line against Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. So, Jolie, despite our predictions from last week, what would be the who would be the better team to face Knox and Blackheart? Truthfully, um, honestly, I would say, oh, this is so fucking tough. Not the Iconics. Um, <laughs> I mean, with all right, let me let me do it like this. Okay. Um, it's not the Iconics because I just no, I'm done. I'm done with them. I thought they were being rebranded, but no, they've just been made more annoying. So. Uh, let's look at uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Uh, they're both high flyers. Nikki's got her crazy attitude. You've got the high flyer in Tegan and the crazy attitude in Shotzi. So that's definitely a good matchup. But then you've got the underhandedness of Sasha and Bailey. It, those are two, actually, two teams. Uh, both are dream matches, to be perfectly honest. I feel that both would match up well with the likes of Tegan and Shotzi because they both have their... Um, meshes uh when it comes to their styles Mm -hmm. but if i had to choose one i'm sorry i love you sasha i love you bailey but i'm gonna go with bliss cross because i just like want to see shotzi and nikki go at it oh hell Uh, yeah that that just (laughs) right there i mean i honestly um i love nikki cross and um even alexa has been you know, deserves at least a little bit of love, especially after all the bullshit she's going through on social media. So, yeah, I definitely feel that um, as as much as I love Boston Hug, as much as um, as much as little credit they get for the fact that they're the ones that doggedly banged on Vince's door to mm-hmm. get those titles and doggedly did everything they could to try to keep those titles. But you know, unfortunately were stolen and then all the whole rumors and everything that came out of that, I just feel like they they deserve to hold them a little bit longer, but we all know Sasha's records with pay per views and titles. Yeah, that's one thing that definitely needs to change big time. Yeah, so I mean again, I Honestly, it would break my heart to see them lose the titles at the pay-per-view. I mean, but it's 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 a tough choice between the two because I love all four women. I think all four women are amazing in ring. I think all four women facing Tegan and Shotzi would honestly be bang on badass match. Yeah. Oh, Kayla. Um, I'm going to actually have to go, um, agree with Jolie here. No Iconics. I'm done. Um, Three for three on that one. If they win on Sunday, I will write the most hateful, disturbing article ever. So, that being true, I'm going to agree with Jolie even more. That definitely Alexa and Nikki 
And then, of course, Bailey and Sasha, I think, which should be the ones to um, challenge Tegan and Shotzi because I think that would be a really good matchup. All right. I'm going to say this at least if, if the Iconics end up winning the titles on Sunday, Tegan and Shotzi better win them on Wednesday. That's mm-hmm. all I got to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then that way, the titles would be kept on NXT for a bit. And I, as I put this in my article and everything, Kai, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, the rivalry with, between those four for the titles, that would be even more epic to watch. <sighs> and yes, because if that's the case, they let's say if they catch them on tomorrow or... Well, almost today on my side. But um, <laughs> let's say, like you said, if the Iconics win, Wednesday, Sotsi and Tegan better get them because if they do, that will take Bailey and Sasha off for shortest rain and put the <laughs> Iconics in there. <laughs> oh, I love that even more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I mean, either one, either one of the, the other two teams would be a good fit. But yeah, but it's like yeah, Jolly. I think yeah, you're right. Shotzi and Nikki Cross in the same ring would absolutely be <laughs> a banger. Those two are, those two are like the craziest, wildest personas and everything. And it's like about Nikki back in NXT. It's like we we fell in love with the psychotic version of her and part of me actually misses it i see it from time to time but i don't see it all the time and i mean it's like i would and hope and if she has a chance to take it back to the black and gold brand and everything maybe it might come back out a little bit more you never know <sighs> but yeah this next week is definitely going to be a whirlwind for the women's tag team titles and everything so ah. i mean i personally Thinking back about it now, it took me a second to remember something. Um, Sasha and Bailey were the ones that said it was going to be defended on all three brands. Mm-hmm. Sasha and Bailey were the only ones to actually defend it on all three brands. So I think it, it, it as much again, I think it would also be kind of fitting that they are the ones to continue that because. The Iconics never wanted to go to NXT. Mm-mm. The uh, Kabuki Warriors never wanted to go to NXT. And Bliss Cross never wanted to go to NXT. Actually, I got to stop you there. Because when Tegan and Dakota had the title match and everything, it was actually against the Kabuki Warriors. Mm-hmm. Was it on NXT? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so, all right. I don't remember. That might have been one of the ones that I missed. Okay. Because there were some NXTs that I missed um, when they were champions when I had to work a Wednesday. So that's probably when that, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was on NXT. I don't remember when and it I, was. And, I, and, it, and uh, when Bailey and Sasha went to NXT, I think it was just, they were just there like promoing because the, I remember them, I remember them like saying like how it was such a historic fact that the titles were actually being defended for the first time. On NXT when the Kabuki Warriors were there. No, that was um, Sky Princess or Sky Pirate, not 
Kabuki Warriors. That was the team of Io and um, Kyrie. Asuka was already main roster. Kyrie hadn't come up yet. With the tag titles? When the first the tag titles were first introduced um, at Elimination Chamber, and Sasha and Bailey took them to NXT, it was the Sky Pirates. They said they wanted to challenge EO and Kyrie. But that never happened because they lost them at WrestleMania. Oh, so they never really had the match. Uh, they they never no. really had. Okay, okay, okay. I was just gonna say, Jesus. <laughs> no, but like, no, the Kabuki Warriors didn't happen until Kyrie got called up, but that was after WrestleMania 35. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> okay. I I don't. I had to like go back, and I was like, going, wait, did I miss a match? <laughs> I for, uh, yeah, that's why I didn't realize that, that, that they were actually defended with a, on NXT. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, I was like, I thought it'd be fitting it'd be Sasha and Bailey, the ones that actually okay. started everything. That's why. So I do apologize for getting my my dates mixed up and uh, everything mixed up. But either way, it should still be Sasha. It, it should be those out of those four right. iconics. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's not enough yeah, like, in the world. Like I said, if the Iconics end up winning them, I, they better lose them that Wednesday. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. So, looks like beginning of July is going to end up, there's going to be a couple Wednesdays that's going to be some major, major competition with AEW and NXT because on July 1st and July 8th, AEW is doing their fire Fest. So it looks like NXT is going to start stockpiling it and making it some great competition for them on both nights. They kind of kick-started that on Wednesday with two possible storylines and feuds that I thought I would not see this soon. And as soon as I saw these possibilities, I was like going, oh, hell yes. So in the beginning, we ha- well, um, during the middle of the show, after Finn Balor took care of Cameron Grimes, stay gone, Cameron, um, he called out Keith Lee. And then at the end of the show, this was the shocker of the night. With Cole in the ring, Scarlett shows up, brings out the clock, tick, tock, tick, tock. Kayla, I wasn't expecting this so soon. Were you? I could have maybe see the whole Finn Balor and Keith Lee. Because I know, a matter of fact, I saw something a while back that was the next title that he wanted to go after. Which I honestly think that Keith Lee and Finn Balor would possibly be a dream match for me. Because I think knowing as big and of his size, Keith Lee would give Finn Balor a run for his money, and then as quickly as Finn is and fast and high-flying in the ring, he'll give Keith a run for his money. So either way, that would be a badass match. Um, So I could kind of see that a little bit. Um, As far as um, Cross and Cole... 
I was at work, didn't even make it to my car. And my friend goes, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, comes running up behind me, and I'm looking at him going, what? He's like, did you see? I'm like, what do you mean, did I see? Did you see? He went telling me. And then my friend sent, another friend sent me the picture of the hourglass. And I'm like, okay, I guess I got to watch this. And that's, and I ended up watching like bits and bits of it. But I was just like, okay, I can handle this. And, uh, and all I got to say is more than likely it's going to be checkmate to Keith Lee and the brain of Adam Cole is the end is here. <laughs> so, Adam Cole, just go ahead and fall and pray because you're going to need it, buddy. Right. And getting back to Keith Lee and Finn for a second, uh, it's like when Finn told, uh, when Finn said the message to Lee, uh, like when you're done playing house, come and see me. I caught this later on um, Twitter from Keith Lee, who, by the way, it's like if you ever read his tweets, he's so eloquent, eloquent, elo- he's so eloquent, he's so po- it's like potent and everything. But it's like it makes a point. Mm-hmm. And I po- I apologize, I'm babbling and everything because he sent this out to uh, to Finn. Not going to lie, I wanted to make certain the ladies would be okay. I know Mia is. Candace, on the other hand. But I see you, Prince. I read you loud and clear. Consider me intrigued. Ay, ay, ay. Jolie? <laughs> salivating? Definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Keith Lee versus Finn Balor. The one title the Prince hasn't held yet. Those promos between those two are going to be fire. <laughs> it's going to be a match. It's a dream match. It's been a dream match since Keith won the title. And I knew that Finn was going to Finn was down in NXT. As for Karrion Cross versus Adam Cole. I have never seen anybody get shot up to title status. Faster than carrying Cross. That being said, Mr. Cross has this amazing ability to just intrigue everybody. And I think once he wins the title, it's just going to set things ablaze, to be perfectly honest. Because then it's going to set up for, again, something that's been in the back of my mind ever since, you know, Scarlett and him came in. And Johnny and Candace turned annoying. <laughs> um, that they're going to feud. So I kind of feel that that's what's going to happen with this. So, yes, Kayla is right. Adam Cole is going to have to fall and pray because the end is near for that title. Either way, these matches are going to be fucking off the wall. And 
I don't even know what AEW has to combat that because those are fucking dream matches. Oh my god, yeah. Those are going to be mm-hmm. um, those are because, actually good. Go ahead. Because these are never before seen wrestling matches. Mhm. Whereas in AEW you've got Matt Hardy versus Chris Jericho which is circa 1999 or circa 2005. So it's like, you know, okay, we've seen that before. This is some give us something brand new and I won't bitch, but <laughs> th- this is Keith Lee who was in the Indies and Prince Devitt who was from New Japan. They never cross paths. Oh. I mean Adam Cole maybe crossed paths with Killer Cross, but I don't think he did. This is just they actually put something Never before seen on TV. That's I think it's the probably one of the best ways to combat with AEW in my mind. To be perfect, like you know, I just I just want to throw. I, yes, okay, I get it. <laughs> You've got all these ROH, TNA, and WG, uh, New Japan, and WWE. That's fine, but we don't see those matches. We oh, unless you watched at like four o'clock in the morning to see New Japan or. ROH, which was on like my PBS station in college at like two o'clock in the morning, so it's like you know, I never saw any of this stuff unless I had YouTube or I, I had this. But this is something brand new, and it's absolutely to quote Robert Rude, glorious. Oh yes, <laughs> and it's like yeah, the stuff with AEW over the, those two weeks, it's like it, it's like definitely it's. There, it's a pay-per-view in the middle of the week, so we're getting it for free and everything. A lot of what they have up set, set up so far, and Kaylee can back me up on this one because you pay attention to AEW as well and everything. It's like a lot of it is just like they're just treating it like a regular pay-per-view, right? Because it's like it's, it, a lot of stuff is just like number one contenders are finally getting their title shots, and it's like they haven't really set up anything like crazy, crazy yet. Not that I know of. I haven't watched this past Wednesday for AEW, but I don't think they're um, throwing anything in there completely like that. Um, But I do want to say one thing before we get straight. One thing I do want to say, I've noticed that uh, the AEW does that I kind of wish that WWE would kind of do a little Hmm. bit is how they you become a number one contender based on how many matches you won. Like you deserve, it's like you build up to that opportunity where at WWE, it's like, hello, I just, I don't know. Let's say John Cena, for example, (laughs) goes away for eight months, comes back and he's a champion. Brock Lesnar is the same way, but as far as over there, okay. Chris Stratlander, you just won 12 matches. You're the number one contender because you're, you know, ranking up. Um, Same way with Mox. I think he had to win a certain amount to, you know, get where he's at. I think, you know, in a way that kind of shows, you know, non-favoritism maybe. But I do kind of like that they do that, you know, based off of your losses and wins. Like best friends, they're finally getting their opportunity to be uh, tag teams. I 
do I, I kind of agree with you on that one, but they're a little inconsistent on that one because two teams are going to have chances at the titles before best friends even get theirs. Why? Don't ask me because it's like uh, Havoc and uh, Kip Sabian got theirs a title shot, and then this Wednesday, QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes are getting a title shot. So it's like they're very inconsistent. So it's like they do have a ranking system. They are inconsistent with that, though. And then um, MJF, annoying as fuck, but he is undefeated and hasn't gotten a title shot yet. And who else? And on the women's side, it's like they have somebody on there who hasn't been on since March, but she's still ranked as well. And so they're, so it's like it, it, it's like the ranking system is a good idea and everything for number one contendership, but they are inconsistent with that. All right, AEW, you suck right now. <laughs> it is, but, no. <laughs> but with the ranking system, it really doesn't work when you know, the, the CEO is the one wrestling. Like, how are you going to have a ranking system where you're the one in charge of everything and, you know, you put yourself up against... I, I never agreed with AEW's how they did shit, to be perfectly honest. Um, the ranking system is okay. I think WWE, back in the day, had a ranking system. Like, way back. Like, back like early late 90s, early 2000s. I think they... I think they actually followed one of the magazines with the ranking system that I forget was, I don't think it exists anymore, but there's a magazine that ranked everybody and gave their wins, losses, and all that type of stuff. So ranking systems can work, but they also kind of suck because like you said, people who are getting title shots before then, to me, I always liked it. It didn't matter how many wins or losses you had. It's how you earn the title match. You earn it, it's in. Okay, yeah, so you have people like Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley who you don't think deserve it. Personally, I think Bobby Lashley does deserve a title, does deserve a title shot. He actually has a winning record if you want to go by that. So there's that. Seth Rollins doesn't deserve shit because he's just a fucking loser. Um, Even though he has a winning record. Yes, Moxley had to win a certain amount of matches. MJF never got his title shot yet. He's what undefeatedly undefeated at being annoying. So yeah, like there's so many misnomers, and if they followed a rank, the rank and file system, nobody would get a title shot until the people who had the top ranks got their title shot. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense unless they're getting title shots every week. And you know they don't like doing title shots every week because that just doesn't make the titles worth much. They like like making them flashy for pay-per-views. I mean, it is what it is. Like, it, the ranking systems can work, but they also kind of suck. <laughs> I mean, I, I could understand if they, like, you know, had a, um, like, for, let's say, like, the mid-card titles. The fans actually voted for who gets to be the title shot holder. The next, the next first uh, number one contender, that would be interesting. Um, but other than that, no. I mean, I just like the old-fashioned way where y'all wanted to go for the number one contendership. Y'all got into a match, and whoever won went on to face for the title. That's it. I love tournaments. I love tournaments. I mean, I love the IC tournament they just had. Yeah, even, yeah, with the, even with all the, even with all the 
issues that it had. I love tournaments. Do another tournament. Do a tournament for the number one contendership for anything. I mean, you have all these wrestlers. Give them the storylines. So somebody actually posted a poll. Like, what's more important? Title shots or storylines? Storylines are always more important than title shots. And if you're not doing a storyline properly, then you're not entertaining the fans because that's what entertains me at least. And I know a lot of people actually would pick storylines over matches and titles. I mean, in the end, uh, this is all like about creativity and like telling a story. And so it's like it's like more like a wait and see what happens and everything. But AEW has their own way. WWE has their other way. Uh, before we before we go on, Jolly, I have to ask because I thought about you the other day when she came out and everything. Scarlett's outfit from Sunday? Whoo! <laughs> I, I mean, that was just... Damn! <laughs> uh, wow. She looked absolutely gorgeous. I remember like, like her... Her, their entrance, regardless, is just mesmerizing. And like I said, once I found out that she's the one that's actually singing it, mm-hmm. it just makes that that intro so much better. But yeah, that that outfit was one hundred percent amazing. And I don't think there's anybody else in the WWE or AEW or anywhere in the world that can pull off that outfit. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, it's like when I saw her, and I was like, oh, my God, Jolie must be going out of her mind. <laughs> and come to, find, come to find out, they're actually, they're actually not married. I thought they were. No. Carrie and, Carrie and Scarlett. I thought they're they were dating, married. But yeah, they're they dating. are dating. Yeah, or, but... or they, they might be engaged. I think they're engaged. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, I, I, I mean, for some reason, I thought they were married, but... Oh well, but there's but another another couple working together. Sometimes couples working together it works out and then sometimes it doesn't. Alrighty. So moving on. Um WWE dropped the news that they're kind of streamlining streamlining the creative process and Paul Heyman's no longer in charge over on Raw as executive director. Um so he's gonna be focusing more on being like an in-ring performer, a.k.a. a mouthpiece, a.k.a. an advocate. So, as of now, the only person who he's really been an advocate for is Brock Lesnar, who's not around right now, and he can honestly stay gone, in my opinion. So, okay, alright, so, Kayla, let me ask you this. Other than Brock Lesnar, who do you see Paul Heyman being an advocate for? (sighs) Honestly, no one really comes to mind because okay. pretty because mu- pretty much everybody that's on the main roster right now, in my opinion, can cut their own promos. Um, maybe if I really, honestly, don't think of anybody. But if I could, I honestly would not mind Paul Heyman being. The advocate for Alistair Black, which 
I think it would be good. But then again, I really don't see anyone come to mind. Hmm. I'll have to I'll have to think about it because, like I said, it can be. I don't, I don't know. Kind of tricky for me on that one because I really, like I said, I can't really picture him with anybody besides the reigning, defending, undisputed world heavyweight, never show up ex champion. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty. Jolly, you got anybody in mind? Oh, do I ever. Oh, okay. Shayna Baszler. Ooh. Shanna is okay on the mic. She's not great, but you can tell she doesn't seem that comfortable talking on the mic. She doesn't need to talk on a mic. She's terrifying, like Lesnar. Why not be her advocate? Right. So that's for the women's side. Definitely Shanna Baszler. For the men, Alistair doesn't need it. I think possibly either Apollo Cruz or a tag team of Cedric and Ricochet. That's an idea. Because I mean Ricochet again, he's kind of shaky on promos. Apollo, he's decent on promos, but you know, I think it'd be good if he had an advocate. Turn him heel. Turn those guys heel. I mean, it would just, just give it a little bit more flavor. You know, give a little bit more chef kiss to, like, everything that's going on. But definitely, definitely, in my mind, if he's going to be an advocate for anybody, it's for the Queen of Spades, Shanna Baszler. Yeah, it's like, when I when I thought about this, um, when I was doing up the topic list and everything, it's like, yeah, she's actually the number one person who I thought of because, I, I mean, I consider her like a female Brock Lesnar, even though she hasn't gotten a title on the main roster yet. Um, but it's like, yeah, as far as like having like someone comes down and being a mouthpiece for like a destroyer and everything, she she was definitely one on top of my list. Ricochet and Alexander, that's I I, I wouldn't have thought about that one. Um, because it's like, yeah, you haven't really heard those two on the mic and everything like that, but they have cut promos before. But that would actually, that would actually be very interesting to see if those two can actually get back on TV because I haven't seen them in a few weeks. That's another, that's another team who can actually come back and everything. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see what happens with Heyman, and apparently. Somewhere down the line, I think Lesnar is coming back, maybe around SummerSlam, but that's just a rumor. I don't know if it's actually going to come about yet, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. All right, so it's been a few weeks since we did this, but let's shake things up again. Time to throw someone in the gesture chair. Kayla, what's up? All righty. Earlier, I was thinking as far as going as the pop culture, um give a little switch up Rue. there is one wrestling related on here um i asked you two to pick a number between was it 11 through 20 yes 11 through 20 and i was bouncing that off of jake delome's old number 17 
when at first I was going through the numbers, it was based off of Jake DeLome's number 17. And I was like, now let me switch it up. I'm going to make it um, a little bit more interesting. So I asked Siri off my phone to pick a number 11 through 20. And Siri picked number 14. So Kat picked 18, Jolie picked 13. So Jolie is the lucky winner. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> All righty. Let me get the clock going here. Let's see. And one of the topics, basically the wrestling topic, we basically talked about it in the podcast. But you'll see what I'm talking about once we get there. All right. All right. One, two, three, go. Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Aguilera. Avril Lavigne or Kelly Osbourne? Avril. Madonna or Kelly Clarkson? Fuck, both. O-Town or NSYNC? NSYNC. Backstreet Boys or Good Charlotte? Backstreet Boys. Green Day or Linkin Park? Fuck you, Linkin Park. Channing Tatum or uh, Leo DiCaprio? Uh, Channing. Bug Juice or Real World? Real World. uh, TRL with Carson Daly or what it is now? Neither. Two words to describe Karrion Cross and Scarlett's debut entrance. Fucking epic. Metallica or ACDC? ACDC. Flintstones or Jetsons? Uh, Jetsons. Breakfast Club or Goonies? Goonies. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Lord of the Rings. All right, time. (laughs) (laughs) How the hell are you going to put Green Day and uh, Lincoln Park Park together? (laughs) How do you make it in a phrase? All right, Kat, you want the rest of them? Sure. All right. If you had, if you had to be the one of the following for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Vampire or werewolf? Werewolf. Harley Quinn or Catwoman? Catwoman. <laughs> Batman or Spider-Man? Oh, Spider-Man. Duke of ha- uh, Dukes of Hazard of MacGyver. Uh, neither. Uh, and I'm just going to jump around. Um, Scooby-Doo or Ninja Turtles? Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had fun at work one day just writing random stuff down. <laughs> oh my god. That's that's a hell of a list. <laughs> oh my god. Uh yeah. Jolie, I'm a I'm a Christina girl too. It's like when the whenever those two were like going back and forth like on the charts and everything, I was like I was always Christina Aguilera myself. At first, I was kind of Britney when she first came out, but then, like, I just heard the soulfulness of Christina, and I just absolutely fell in love with her in the movie Burlesque. So, just her soulfulness, it just... And the the Madonna Kelly Clarkson one was so hard for me to pick as well, because I love Kelly. Um, but I would have to go with Madonna, because Madonna had the songs of my childhood, like... This used to be our playground. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papa Don't Preach. You know, just her music. Madonna always had... 
a lot of her older music resonated with me as a kid. Right. Now now her music's about sex and it's just kind of kind of freaky. <laughs> um but yeah, no. I also would have picked Werewolf. I would have gone Harley Quinn instead of Catwoman even just because I like the psychoticness of that and Batman. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I, I pick Spider Man because it's like he can go anywhere. Like, but yeah, I don't know. But but um, I've always been a Batman fan, so I will always stick by Batman. Batman is my favorite DC character. Well, technically, the Bat Family right now it's Batwoman, who's the only out lesbian that I know of within in the DC universe uh, as a major character. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are minor characters. Um, they made Renee Montoya be her partner in some of it uh maggie sawyer was also her girlfriend uh but like you know like all like the they're just like minor characters so batwoman um is probably one of my favorite comic books to read now uh dc wise um but you know quick off topic if you (laughs) ever ever want to get into a good graphic novel pick up sandman by neil gaiman that dude is fucking epic his shit is amazing. Gaiman is just probably one of the one of the better ones. Um, and if you if you're into Batman and you want to know a good uh, Batgirl origin story, pick up and read a Killing Joke and uh, a Death in the Family is a great one for the Jason Todd storyline as well. Yeah, it's just I think my favorite. When it comes to Batman, my favorite is a Death in the Family. No, 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 Killing Joke. I'm sorry, Death in the Family is amazing, but a Killing Joke just because it gives you the psyche of the Joker, like where he it's his kind of his origin story, which is also very kind of cool because the Joker is probably hands down one of the greatest villains ever created. So cool, but. I, Getting off topic, you know, we, I could talk nerd all day, but <laughs> are we about to sign out, Kat? Yeah, I went, what else you got real quick? Um, I'm just, actually, I want to put this before you sign out. Uh, there will be a very special, kind of politically motivated gestures court. I will be talking about some of the topics that have been going on in the world today. I know myself and the other two ladies here at Queen's Takeover, Stand with Black Lives Matter. We are for everything that is going on. We stand with the LGBT, with myself being LGBT. Mm -hmm. Um, So we here at Queen's Takeover want everybody that listens to our podcast know that we stand for racial equality, LGBTQ equality, Mm-hmm. And just want everybody out there to know that we have your backs. We stand with you. Um, we all come from three different walks of life. We all come from multiple different backgrounds. And, I mean, we've all seen hate in our own ways. So but I just right. wanted to put that out there, that we stand with you guys. And the jester herself is going to be... Um, Dropping a little anger late later after the podcast. Thank, thank you for that. And actually, it's something we should have brought up sooner. And thank you for bringing that up because 
she definitely echoed like what we're all thinking. We definitely stand with you. We definitely stand for equality. Um, it actually hits me like a little bit more personally as well because uh, three of my nieces and nephews are biracial because their father is African-American. And so I know like at least one of them, this, everything has hit a little bit home with her as well. And especially with some of the news that dropped this week, as far as like um, with the transgender community as well and everything. Um, one of my nieces, uh, uh, adopted nieces is, is, uh, is trans and everything. And I thought about her with that. So it definitely, everything's kind of hit me on all kinds of different levels and everything. And so we definitely, we're definitely supportive of everybody. We're definitely for equality all, all the way around. Kayla, do you want anything real quick? Um, other than I agree with every everything you all said, especially Jolie, we support you all. We're here for you. Um, also, um, if there's anybody out there that needs to talk about anything, no matter what it is, the situation that's going on, you can direct message either one of us, talk mm-hmm. to us, even you know, even the podcast direct message. So basically, yeah. we're here for you regardless. Yeah, definitely. DMs are open. And if you ever need us, just just uh, send us a DM and everything. And we're definitely open. We're definitely open for discussion. All right. So that is all the time we have for this week's episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us. And tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. Welcome back to a very special session of the Jester's Court. All right, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, these past couple weeks, I have taken time off from the court. I've actually just tried to check out. I mean, I've had a lot of good things happen in my life personally. Um, but it's just like right now, I'm overwhelmed with everything that's going on. I f- I'm feeling way too much, um, especially with just the state of the world that we're in. Oh. So I want to go back to a couple weeks ago when all this started. When we watched Mr. Floyd be choked to death for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Now, that's just unacceptable. That's just disgusting. He died over a possible fake $20 bill. A fake $20 bill. No man's life is worth $20. Because I bet if that store owner or that clerk said, Hey, he came out and said, Hey, there's something wrong with this, this bill. It's uh, coming up fake. Maybe George would say, I apologize about that here. We don't know. That store owner decided to call the cops. And then that one officer decided he was judge, jury, and executioner. And he didn't listen. So... 
I guess it's just a lot of anger erupted from that. Not that I blame people. In all honesty, if I still lived in Philly, my ass would have been out there with the Black Lives Matter movement. I would have been out there. And you know what? I was ignorant at one point. I I would say all lives matter. But then somebody sat me down once and explained it to me. And I understand it and I see it now. My my blinders My blinders were originally taken off out in college when I met a gay black man who became my best friend until he passed away. And via him I learned to be more accepting of people to not judge a human being by their skin color but you know for a while when all this was started happening and you know I was you know all lives matter yeah all lives matter but then somebody sat me down and said no sweetie you can't say that but I'm like why all lives should matter he goes yes they should but all lives can't matter until black lives matter. And I just sat there and I thought. And I'm like. Yeah you're right. See. I think it, there's some people. Are calling everybody a racist. I think there's a difference between race being racist and ignorant. I was ignorant. I just needed to be educated. And some of these people. That's all they need is to be educated to be sat down and talked to and have a conversation without violence but sometimes violence is the only way to get your feelings across violence is your only way to get your voice heard and I get it I understand I'm queer I came out in 1999 as a lesbian before then I called myself bisexual because I thought that was a safety net but I've always been gay. Looking back, I was always gay. I was always a lesbian. I was always a butch dyke, a bull dyke. Call me whatever you will. That's what I was. And to quote the great Taylor Swift, throwing shade won't make me any less gay. And I've I've seen hate. I've been to comic book conventions and in Philadelphia and walked to the Reading Terminal Market and seen that Bible thumper yelling at minorities and yelling at people holding hands and he saw me and he just stared at me like I was nothing I've had people online tell me, oh, well, you should be raped until you're straight again. Wow. Because being a lesbian hurts them. Me loving another woman, me being happy with another woman is so wrong to these people. And yet they call themselves Christians. I just don't get it. I don't. And speaking of 
so-called Christianity. So we had these peaceful protests. I think they still are going on in some cities. And some of them have transformed from Black Lives Matter to Trans Lives Matter. Because our lovely administration that is in the Oval Office, well, they decided to take rights away from gay people on June 12th, 2020. On a day that is synonymous to hurt and mourning in the gay community. And I'll give you a little refresher course of why that day and that date is hurtful and sorrowful for us. Because four years ago, a natural-born terrorist from the United States of America took AR-15s and handguns into Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida and felt that he was judge, jury, and executioner to 49 of my brothers and sisters. 49 gay men Lesbians, bisexual, straight allies, transgender, beautiful, beautiful people. And on that date, four years later, We don't even get anything. We get our rights stripped. And these so-called Christians and these so-called good people decide to use rubber bullets and tear gas to clear out peaceful protesters outside the uh, White House. So, our lovely an orange popsicle looking Cheeto president can go out and have a photo op with a Bible that's backwards and upside down. I might not have gone to church a lot lately, but even I know the way the Bible's supposed to look. Now, I get it. Y'all are probably thinking, well, what does this got to do with wrestling? Look, wrestling is an escape. But when you have wrestlers from Mia Yim, Keith Lee, Randy Orton, Randy Orton that got accused of being a racist back in the day, coming out saying Black Lives Matter. You've got NASCAR banning Confederate flags from their, once audiences are allowed back in, not in the grandstands, not in the camping grounds. Sorry, that's not allowed no more. When you got the NFL finally pulling their head out of their asses, but yet they still haven't apologized to Kaepernick. Everything is connected. Everything is. We're human beings, people. It doesn't matter the color of our skin, who we love. We're humans. Treat us as such.
I don't think everybody in the world is racist. I just think a lot of people are ignorant because they don't want to take the time to talk. And by taking the time to talk, I'm reminded of a Doctor Who episode. And I'm going to play the sound file um, of the Doctor's speech. And then I'll let you take with it, take away from it what you will. So it's from the Zygon Invasion. I'm sorry, the Zygon Inversion. Just take from it what you will. And we're off! Fingers on buzzers! Are you feeling lucky? Are you ready to play the game? Who's going to be quickest? Who's going to be luckiest? This is not a game! No, it's not a game, sweetheart, and I mean that most sincerely. Why are you doing this? Yes, I'd quite like to know that, too. You set this up. Why? Because it's not a game, Kate! This is a scale model of war! Every war ever fought right there in front of you. Because it's always the same. When you fire that first shot, no matter how right you feel, you have no idea who's going to die. You don't know whose children are going to scream and burn. How many hearts will be broken? How many lives shattered? How much blood will spill until everybody does what they were always going to have to do from the very beginning? Sit down and talk! Listen to me, listen. I just, I just want you to think. Do you know what thinking is? It's just a fancy word for changing your mind. I will not change my mind. Then you will die stupid. Alternatively, you could step away. How very relevant, honestly. I mean, wow. And it, it's funny, just looking back at that episode, and that episode was... 2015 it can be put today everything can be put today so as your jester and I know I'm supposed to be this happy-go-lucky playing pranks but you know what the jester has been alliterated in multiple different ways especially in literature and I loved how they're represented in literature where we are the confidant yet lovable prankster to the king, where we can use our words to make them see what's right. So, I'm asking you all, take your blinders off. The world isn't black and white. No, it's colorful. We all come in shades, some lighter than others, some darker. Some have different hues. But deep down, we're all the same color. We all bleed red, and our bones are white. I'm sorry I made this political. I really am. But I just don't know how to explain myself. It's Pride Month. And because of everything that's going on, we don't get to have our parades. We don't get to have our parties. Because Pride 
It's an amazing thing for us queers. I don't get to take my girlfriend to her first pride. Maybe next year. I just... I just want you all to know that the jester loves everybody. Even if you voted for Trump. Because I have family members that voted for Trump. And even though I want nothing to do with them, I just want you to know that the gesture stands with the Black Lives Matter movement. And I thank whoever educated me. The gesture definitely stands with the queer community. Because you're family. We're all family. So, I want you to go out and I want you to have a conversation. An honest conversation. Don't get defensive. Don't get angry. But listen. Because that's all we have to do from now on is listen. I love you guys. Have a great day.